We have COVID and we're feeling peachy. You're listening to Can't Read. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, as always, by the slenderest of men, Kevin Greck. Greck, I'd ask how you're doing, but we get it. You're better than Plum and I. Uh, and also <laughs> here, my my COVID cohort, uh, Alex Plum. Plum, how are you doing, buddy? Um, I could be better, but I could be much worse, so we'll be thankful for that. Uh, yes. Yeah, this week, this is the podcast that proves Spartans are bored in their rooms feeling well enough, I guess, to record. <laughs> so bored. So bored. So and sorry for the errant coughs here and there. They will punctuate the podcast. No, leave them in, Plum. I mean, if we're going to eat chips on the pod, why would we mute our coughs? <laughs> oh, that is true. Uh, I am feeling very thankful to be vaccinated because this stuff uh, is not fun as is. So I can only imagine how much worse it could be. Um, thank you, of course, for for listening. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one, to say the least. So if it's your first time here, sorry in advance. Uh, for the rest of you, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts, including Spotify. We can be rated there. Uh, and of course, follow us on the old Twitter machine at Spartan underscore pod and at the same address on Instagram. All right, Greg, uh, please tell the folks because you did much of the outlining uh, what we can expect from this week's show. That's right. This is a bad one. It's my fault. Uh, we start with football uh, on the green wall because that's the sport that always leads big week there, but then we'll turn to basketball because there was a match that uh, was played at the little Caesars arena against the Oakland Bears? Grizzlies? Bears. Bearcats? Golden no. Bears, right? Grizzlies. Golden Grizzlies. Whatever yeah. it is. Played. Uh, then off Grand River, uh, we'll have nothing except the COVID, uh, which is everywhere. Um, not just here on the podcast, but also generally through the wide world of sport. Uh, and then we'll preview a barn burning basketball game against High Point. And then, of course, the uh, Peach Bowl against the Pitt Panthers. And then, as always, we'll take those Twitter questions. All right, let's dig in. Uh, I think big news of the week uh, in the football program is, of course, that they have won all of their head-to-head matchups against Pitt, uh, dominating them in hoops and That's race not true. cars. There's a, there's a football tie, Michael. There's a football tie? There was a football tie. There was like a... 4-4 tie or something like that from when those might have happened in like 1922. Oh, no, no, I'm talking at the Peach Bowl. They're having them do a couple events. And so mm. they, they played a basketball thing uh, and and the Spartans dominated handedly. And then they went to a Mario Andretti racing go-kart thing. Uh, and we also won there. So this wow. bodes well for football. Um that's just about as relevant as, uh, you know, historical program records. So that's yeah. fair. Uh, um, but the big news uh, for the week is that William Piegler, running backs coach, has is leaving us for Florida to join their new staff as the running backs coach there. Um, there's some speculation on who will be hired, but uh, I, I think William Piegler was someone that when we he first got hired here, we it was kind of a head scratcher. Do you remember our observation about William Piegler? That he'd never played football? 
uh, there was that. Uh, there was also the fact that his salary was like quarter million or something like that. And we, <laughs> we just sort of observed that this was like, you know, like when you hire someone new right out of college in a regular office yes. job, you're just like, throw 50K at them, you know, have them run some spreadsheets, whatever. But in the football world, like the entry rate is a quarter million dollars. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then and then those spreadsheets that he ran were evaluating Kenneth Walker. In the transfer <laughs> yeah, found, portal found a Doke Walker running back in the transfer <laughs> portal. So it was worth a quarter million dollars, by the way. Yeah. Uh, also, look at us. We covered the entire William Piegler tenure at Michigan State University. We are an established podcast, you guys. I love us. <laughs> Solid analysis. Uh, so what's interesting is that uh, a, an offensive analyst, Ephraim Reed, left Michigan State earlier in the year and left us for Georgia State to become their running backs coach. Ends up, he may be turning around and coming back here within a month. Uh it's sources have confirmed to a handful of outlets that Michigan state is actively trying to get him back. Um, interesting hire maybe. Well, I mean, a lot of teams use these types of positions to favor recruiting, right? And mm-hmm. Piegler got, he got mentioned by a lot of recruits in yep. their, uh, in their recruiting announcements. So that's sort of like, in keeping with that and presumably Ephraim Reed would also be a good recruiter. Yeah. Uh, a lot of ties to Georgia, a lot of ties to Louisiana, uh, and is, I mean, Hey, he's a former running back himself. So, um, you know, presumably knows the position well. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll sort of hold off on, on commenting further until that hire actually happens. Um, I think the other big news may be coming out of, um, some of the the media availability is Xavier Henderson was made available to media today and was asked about uh, whether he's coming back for next year and and wouldn't comment one way or the other on it, Um, which I'd kind of just been assuming he was going to be back, but that's, that's a little bit interesting to me that maybe he's, he's holding off. Hmm. Um, Actually, we, we did get uh, a few more things out of Mel Tucker Um, Horst. He described as questionable for the game. uh, Whereas, Crouch, he described as doubtful. Um, so, uh, what are our editorial standards on? Yeah, I was on like, this? What's, they got a thesaurus for this guy or what? Uh, I mean, I I will take that as horsed that they're you know, if he's back, he's back. That's great. Uh, it sounds like Crouch is not. So, why well, you you got some tea you want to spill here? Well, I mean, there's pretty rampant speculation over on the internet, right? About sure. these two guys. Well, uh, I mean, do you do you want to clue anyone in? No. Uh, where we we didn't cover this in our editorial meeting, so I don't know where. All right. Where we we drop, but uh, we'll we'll uh, allow people to go to the Google.com then and and do it on their own. Um, bang it, guys! Bang it! <laughs> don't make that a thing. All right. Uh, do we want to talk about Oakland? Bing, Bing, Oakland, Bing Crosby. <laughs> That's right. Let's talk about this Oakland game. Uh, Plum, you were our uh, man on the ground. I was there. your man on the ground. I was back there. when you could leave the house. Back, back in the before times. Back in the before times oh. when COVID was not but a distant memory, and I had delusions of protection. 
conferred by vaccines and boosters, protection that was not to be, or or was to be. This could be or so much worse. worse. This yep. Did so did, uh, did do you get to use your whole house right now, Plum? Um, I'm actually I'm at uh, Jason's, and so that's probably actually how I got sick. It turns out viral load, real thing, real thing. So. Could but it? you're 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 using the whole house. You're not banished to a room. Yeah, yeah, I'm not banished to a room. Correct. Okay. That must be nice. Yeah, I'm sorry about that for you. Very sorry about that for you. The number of cans and glasses that are around me. Right well, now and you, and I don't know why you have a ba- you have an ensuite, but why you insist on pissing in the corner um, is something your wife continues <laughs> to text me about. So I. Yeah, I'm just glad that he has been practicing that in preparation for this COVID <laughs> event. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that it all makes sense now. Nice and damp. It's easier to absorb into the floor. Um, but no, yeah, it was great to be at Little Caesars Arena. We were up in the, um, I don't know, some some mezzanine legacy legacy club, something like that. I don't know. Um, nice, great, great view. Had a great uh, angle on the team. If you haven't gone over to our um, Instagram page, go do it. You can see some grammable content. You know, I love to provide grammable content for the pod. <laughs> what right. I yearn to do, and I like to put Hoey Jowser right at the middle of it. So, yeah, loved it, loved it, and it's great. It was great seeing Greg Campy get teed up because then I knew that Izzo would be able to take a free tee, and he sure did. Um, I just yeah. Thought- did you see like Izzo, you know, like amping up the crowd? Yes. on those uh free throw attempts and he, and he did it was actually a little bit unbelievable um he doesn't really do that kind of stuff so i uh i don't know i think he i think he recognized i mean campy was way off like i think he was it was a poorly timed tee because it was it you know he couldn't do much to rally his team around it, he got upset he thought it was a goaltending and it wasn't i mean it was objectively not uh oh really it was definitely it was definitely goaltending oh really <laughs> Yeah. So, forget it. Stadium. I didn't forget think... it. He's rolling. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, then I guess he was right. I guess he was right. Yeah. Campy might have had a point. That's so funny. It, it did look like it was potentially in the cylinder. Um, but anyway, continue. Well, yeah, no, keep you know, going. It, it, it was it, it, the timing of it was strange, I guess. Um, but I think that put them down. I don't know, 12 maybe at that point. So yes, it was, um, it was a, it was a bad tee. Yeah. It was not a great tee, but you could see Izzo cause Izzo kind of just did the whole like arms across his body and he shook his head looking at the ground, which is one of those things like, you know, he's, that's a not upset with campy. That's like a, Oh yeah, the rough fuck this one. And then I just knew I was like, if, if, if he likes Greg, I mean, they like each other, I think. And I, at least I, I think they do. They act like they do. They talk a lot. And, uh, I I uh I was like yeah he's going to totally take one and he did and it was great and I loved it. I actually have subscribed to the personal theory that uh that there is no one who hates Tom Izzo more than Greg Campy. It's I mean, just a quiet seething hatred like yeah, deep deep down. Yeah, it's a it, you could like see kind of a Mr. Ripley thing happening oh, right man. like you know he's just you know joshing around and be pals but like secretly at home is sort of like you know really self-inflicting him harm on himself uh just because he hates tom so much and he goes out and puts a smile on for the cameras but uh really there's definitely like a is shrine in one of the closets in his house and it's but like he also depraved. yeah but you know he also like defecates on it because he hates tom so much wow. it, it, it's a, a complicated situation is yeah, all it's a complicated thought that you're having for sure <laughs> that might be COVID a, brain it's yeah, a real thing COVID brain yeah exactly. 
uh, anyway, uh, so, um, Greg, what were your initial impressions uh, from from the game and the actual gameplay? Well, I the thing that struck me, <clears throat> and I'm sure I didn't check in on the wider, uh, you know, reactions to the game. I'm sure the fact that Oakland scored as many points as they did was concerning to some MSU fans out there. But the thing that really stood out to me is we're continuing to see the maturation of Tyson Walker Mm -hmm. uh, in his role as the point guard number one on this team. Like, you know, the three point percentage is, of course, still out of this world. We've discussed that the defense continues to be really good. But man, like his facilitation of the game in the fast break and now starting to be a little bit more in the half court as well. Um is really starting to come alive. Now, I'd like to see more out of this half court. The team is obviously a lot more efficient in the fast break than it is when it's forced into, you know, running plays and those types of things. But um, as we start to see him come together, feel more comfortable, operate some ball screens, I I think this team could really have something here. What did you guys think? I mean, I I continue to say this. This team is fun to watch, and that's exactly how I felt. I mean, Bingham just throwing down alley-oops like it was his job. Yes. Uh, Christie just dipping threes. I, You know, I – and hell, um, uh, who in the hell was it that was hitting him from the behind the charity stripe? Um, I can see his face, and I can't think of his name right now. But uh, – COVID brain. Who? COVID brain is what I'm yeah, saying. COVID, yeah, COVID brain. So I, I, I don't – I'm just saying, like there was the Jerry con- con- yeah, fine. continues to be consistency at all at all places. Consistency, including Joey Hauser and how bad he is. Um, but he had four points that game, two points, two or four points. I don't know, enough to be shot. So, five, five, yeah, un- un- easy, unbelievable. Four assists. Uh, the yeah, uh, Max Christie. I I think we saw a game that you know we kind of needed to see from Max Christie. Um, cause he hadn't been making the buckets in a minute. So the one from one for three from the free throw line was not great, but four for six from behind the arc. Uh, that's huge. Marcus Bingham with a double, double, um, in 26 minutes, getting, uh, 12 rebounds and 17 points. Incredible. Um, and on, that's like- on Bingham oop number, like four, <laughs> I realize it doesn't matter what happens. We're going to win this game. There's just no <laughs> answer. <laughs> If we need two points, we can dial that play up whenever we want. It does nothing else matters. Yeah, Campy's going to need to reevaluate his zone. That's for sure. Um, I I do like that Gabe Brown. Uh, you know, a ton of volume from Gabe Brown. Two for nine from behind the arc, so not sure. great, but still managed to get fourteen points in the game. Um, and that's. I think that's something we wouldn't have seen out of Gabe Brown in years past, that sort of insistence on getting his. Um, so, so that was really encouraging, but yeah, it's, it, it's Tyson Walker. And I, I think at some point in time, you, you got to have a conversation about the volume needing to come up on his. Three on point his, shooting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should, you should not have a 60% three point shooter. That shouldn't be a thing that exists because that just means you're not shooting enough. Yeah. Um, Malik Hall did go out. I think that's the other notable thing uh, with a uh, an elbow to the eye. Um, and he had some bandages, but, you know, only played 17 minutes, 
13 points, six for seven from the field. Yep. Holy. I mean. (laughs) Yeah, you don't realize those things during the game because he goes out. But like, I think this is probably going to be the last game of the year that Hauser gets more minutes than Hall does. I think that has officially switched. It would have switched in this game if it won't in the next one. But um, I think the whole rotation is really starting to come together right now. The roles seem to be really solidifying themselves and the guys are operating within those. So like the Pierre Brooks experiment for 2021, I think we kind of know where that's going to play out. You know, he'll get minutes, but it'll be in garbage time. Same with Sissoko. Um, I think we're going to see if anything, you know, Aikens, the, you know, going guard to guard. I know they're not playing the exact same role, but Aikens is going to continue to have more time on the floor than Hogard will. Yep. That's just the, the fact of the matter. Um, and this, man, like I was really encouraged by this game. Yes. And cause also that Oakland team is good. Yeah. I like, I mean, you could, you may well see them in the tournament at the end of the year. So yeah, it's a, it's a game worth playing. Where are they in, uh, in the Ken Pomeroy right now? Well, they destroyed our Ken Pomeroy, uh, defensive rating. That's for 120. sure. So, ew, ew. Yeah. Pulling at my collar a little bit over here right now, but you know, we'll see what happens with them. Yeah. Uh, they could definitely make a run in the horizon though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, it, it was, it was a good game, good venue. Uh, and, and I think, um, Plum, to your point, you know, uh, well, I'll just say Izzo postgame was raving about the fans and it and it kind of reminded me of how rowdy the crowd can be when it's alumni is own game. Yes. Uh, that you you kind of got a de facto alumni is own um, despite the the camera crew and the broadcast crew trying their best to downplay <laughs> to find the four. De- well, are we going to spend time talking about watching the Oakland radio broadcast on a pirate radio stream of ESPN plus like (laughs) truly one of the worst game experiences of my entire life. I, I have to imagine that ESPN plus airs a fair number of Oakland games because otherwise, why would you not produce a product that benefits the larger fan base? I just don't think they put that much time into it you know yeah. well maybe they should okay because that was that was terrible to, to... i think it's just basically it was an oakland home game this is how they handle oakland home games it's not that it ain't that deep i don't think there's some like grand conspiracy theory here oh no 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 conspiracy I, going on i just assume that if you're espn you had a business opportunity to convert people over to your streaming service and sure. you could have done a better job it. of that i yeah, like that's that's my point. I mean, when uh, when the the courtside reporter was was talking to a Oakland track or soccer goalie, an Oakland soccer goalie um, about and about, quote unquote, hopefully they pull the comeback. I was like, this isn't journalism. No, <laughs> it's not. It's their home. It's literally their radio broadcast on TV. Oh, um, it was terrible. To that point about the crowd and, and Plum having you there, I'm interested in your take on this, both at the game and in the greater Detroit area. Kevin Pauga, associate AD, asked on Twitter, you know, what do we think about having games in Detroit generally? Um, and I I happen to know <laughs> what they look like in the Breslin Center 
over winter break, you know, you get the right opponent. I think it's a great idea having a home MSU game at at the uh, at the Little Caesars, Little Caesars Arena. Arena. I, know, I think so, absolutely. I mean, you the the crowd was having a blast, and there's so many places now downtown and in that the vicinity of the arena to get a drink to get dinner. Uh, my buddies and I went to um, Detroit Shipping Company, uh, which is a bunch of uh, old shipping containers kind of all glommed together, and there's pop-up restaurants in each one of them and then a bar in the middle. And it was packed. I mean, I took a picture and sent it to you guys. It was packed just in Michigan State mm-hmm. fans. You know, So folks obviously love the opportunity to get down into the city for a night game like that. They want to support the team. And um, and it was packed. I mean, the whole thing was packed. I mean, it was packed all the way up um, almost to the nosebleeds, you know, up, up throughout there. I think I saw people in the gondolas. So in the gondolas, in the even. gondolas even. So I, I think that's, um, I think it's a great idea. And, you know, you I, correct me, you're right. You still can't get booze at, uh, at Breslin. Right. So, you know, yeah. it's like they have a beer and why bother, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think you take a Michigan directional game around this time of year during the winter break and you play it at, at uh, little Caesars arena every season. It, it makes perfect sense to me. I'll take an annual thing with Oakland there. Like sure, that's sure. fine too. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to see this sort of sadness on Greg Kempe's face, just wash over him as he says, another year, another, another L time to go put another pin in my, my Izzo doll. <laughs> So sad. He's he's going to get us one of these years. It's going to happen, but it was not this year. Uh, Should we uh, should we hear from our sponsor? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you, sponsor. Greg, uh, we play a basketball game at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. (laughs) Dude, what is 2 p.m. on a Wednesday? Is this part of, I didn't look into this. Is this part of some like 24 hour, like, you know, college basketball is constantly on ESP. Like it's on the Big Ten Network, right? Yes. What We're playing uh, what I assumed was a for-profit university, High Point. Um, they are not, but they are Ken Palm 261. So they are uh, bottom maybe tier. Maybe it's opposite day, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. It's that. Don't you're going to want to cut that one. No, it stays. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What is the. Oh, the Big South. They're in the Big South. Of course. Yeah. They're um, six and six in the big and they're out of the Big South. They're with, sandwiched on Ken Palm between North Carolina, A&T and Ball State. Ball State. Uh, okay. Yeah. Names, notable names around them. Eastern Michigan. Man, I love going through this list and discovering new schools. Loyola never heard of. of Maryland in yeah. the Patriot League. Never watched a game from Loyola of Maryland ever in my entire life. Anyway, um, as we said, uh, 261 on Ken Palm, uh, 294 on offense, 207 on defense. Um, wait, are those second numbers there 
the Bartovic. I didn't pull up the to- I didn't pull up the Bartovic no- numbers. Okay. Well, oh, they're bad. Those those are old. Uh those are old from last week's outline. Got it. There you go. Got it. Don't know anything about High Point other than they're bad and this is a game that MSU should not lose. Let's uh, continue. I will also just point out that uh I I dare someone to try and find a meaningful highlight reel from the old High Point on YouTube cuz I couldn't find one. <laughs> I dare I put it to you, listeners. Send me a link of where I can watch highlights of the old High Point University. Uh, but let's preview the game everyone wants to hear about. Uh, what do we got? The old uh, Peach Bowl. Yeah, the Peach Bowl features a team from the Pittsburgh. And the Pittsburgh is coached by a guy that some MSU fans might be familiar with. His name is Pat Narduzzi. And the particularly dumb msu fans think that the msu defense never recovered from him leaving. <laughs> um and i think it'd be more interesting actually to just have that argument on the air live right now uh because i think it is a particularly dumb argument i think um you you know you're conflating cause and causation and correlation um anyway uh what they've got is an offense for a defensive coach. And they do have a a pretty substantial pass rush, but for a defensive coach, this team is known mostly for offense and mostly for sending their quarterback to some kind of event that took place in New York a few weeks ago that no one cares about and has no credibility, but certainly no credibility. um, They put up some major points this year. I mean, if you go back and you look at their uh, games that they've played. They're in the upper 40s, 50s, or higher most of the time. But um, Kevin, they play in the ACC. <laughs> it helps. It helps. <laughs> it does help. Um, but their backup, Nick Patty, Patty, uh, will be playing this game, and he's only attempted 14 <laughs> passes this season to date. Now, he did have pretty good numbers on those, but it's a limited sample size. So, if you want to go back and look at what he's done in the past, um, two attempts last year, but 43 attempts in 2019, he did also put up fairly good numbers there. 60% completion rate, a uh, few touchdowns, one interception. So I don't think, you know, obviously this isn't the type of guy that you're sending to the, you know, Heisman trophy ceremony, What's but that? I, yeah, it's a great point. Um, but I, you know, I don't think this is a total slouch. I mean, it's a step down, but it's not like this game isn't even worth playing anymore. Well, um, and it doesn't hurt that their Blitnikoff award-winning wide receiver is still going to be there. Exactly. Uh, when Jordan he has, Madison. when he has a target like that, uh, <gasps> it makes things a little bit easier. Yeah. And for those who might be curious, uh, at least regarding Addison, that the, their great wide receiver, uh, Scotty Hazleton was asked about him and trends as it relates to, you know, how do you contain someone like that? And the first thing you do is you try and find out, is there a particular way that they always beat somebody? And then you try and stop that thing. Um, and he said, the problem with Addison is that he beats you at three different levels. That They'll line him up in the backfield. They will, you know, have him run deep. They they hide him in the slot and he'll run an under route and just use his athleticism to, to beat guys. Uh, so it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be it's going to take a village, I think, to stop Addison for the yeah. secondary. Yay. Um, interesting things on the line here. Uh, it favored Pitt 
when it looked like uh, when it when it looked like Pickett was going to play. Now it favors MSU by about two and a half. Uh, also, the total points are relatively low. For some reason, the Vegas line seems to think that this isn't going to be as high scoring a game as some other bowl games and isn't going to be as high scoring a game as the average output of these two teams. So that's probably a function of the line, not really knowing what to do with a pit backup quarterback. But um, at the same time, you know, this is going to be an interesting and fun game. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Um, I'm, I think I'm very excited to see what happens in our, uh, with our, uh, our ground game. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping to see some Eli Collins, not going to lie. Yeah. In case anyone missed it, uh, Mr. Walker has played his last game in the green and white, um, will not be in the game, but as we pointed out before, that's why you have a previous thousand yard rusher coming off the bench. Hell yeah. Uh, and it looks like Jalen Naylor uh, is, it looks like he's healthy. So uh, we'll have two dynamic wide receivers. Uh, it, it's, it should be a fun game. It's going to be a fun game. So um, flea flicker every play from scrimmage. You know, they're going to run it first play. Uh, all right. Uh, should we do some Twitter questions? We should. But uh, again, before we do that, just as a reminder, uh, we appreciate all of the, uh, all of the engagement here at the Twitter questions. And if you wouldn't mind making your way on over to your podcast, uh, your, your podcast purveyor of choice, be that Spotify, be that Apple podcast, be that whatever, give us a little rate review and subscribe. We'd appreciate it. So uh, first up from JD underscore Jaber, uh, I put this to you, Jonesy, as you know, sort of our intermediary to, to MSU Twitter. Um, what is the funniest thing you've ever seen MSU Twitter meltdown over? Uh, I thought about this and I had a hard time answering because because um, they're in a constant state of meltdown, basically. Like, it, how I mean, do you it's, separate it's one meltdown from the next. I mean, and it's it's disrespect season and it's always disrespect season and um, and we're never wrong. So uh, I refuse to acknowledge the validity of this question. Um, yeah, they're not I, funny. It's always serious. As I put it to you, I I kind of regretted it because you're right there melting down with them every step of the way. So like, how <laughs> does one evaluate when they're in the shit like that? Plum, yeah. has there been anything that stuck out to you about MSU Twitter? Um, I just love it, and it gives me meaning uh, to <laughs> to go and to see the hate and to be part of it and to really just retweet it. <laughs> so. Um, but to Jer Bear's question, I don't, the funniest thing I've seen them melt down over. I mean, I was part of the meltdown. Anything, really anything that Graham Couch tweets out generally will get a little meltdown, at least for me. Um, or Dan Wolkich. God, I love to see constant takedowns of Dan Wolkich. That's, that makes me happy. Um, yeah. What was um, that? Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? The hot take that he had yeah. however long ago. Wolken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Go oh. ahead. Well, I was going to move on. Uh, yes, do that. All right. So first up from Vodka Soda 19, uh, who's been ap- apparently in your family tree here, Jonesy. Uh, yeah. Michael, seeing as how your maternal side, you come from generations of Marquetians. Marquetians? Marquetians. Mar- Mar- uh, do you think that you and Tom Izzo are related? 
Uh, I do not. I think uh, there's a lot of German over there, and you know, Tom is as Italian as they come. So, indeed. Um, yeah. So, no. Okay. No. There we go. Putting that one to bed. Put the rumors to bed on that one. Uh, Plum, how about you? Next up from Vodka Soda. How are your? How's your COVID experience? How are your symptoms? Have you had any soup? Wishing you all to get well soon. Thank you, Vodka Soda. Many thanks. Uh, love to you uh symptoms um the classic mild ones congestion light tickle in the back of the throat just the occasional cough nothing heavy for me no fever thankfully um so a little lower back pain um which i guess is pretty common with omicron um and delta variants that that makes me feel better yeah um it's not bad and it seems to be exacerbated by sitting which i've just done all day so that's also fun and tends to go together uh, but that's it. I've not had any of the, they, I guess they say Omicron, like 20 some percent less like, or only like 20 some percent of cases um, lose uh, smell and only like 12% of cases are losing taste. Mm. Um, with the original strain, it was closer to 48, 50% yeah. of patients. So yeah. I haven't had any of that. Uh, I don't know about you, Jonesy. Um, I've not had a loss of taste and smell. Um, I had a lot of flu-like symptoms. Um, I mean, uh, it, it. All right, LeBron, settle down. No. Do not, because uh, it's it's been. I think my uh, my last uh, twenty four thirty six hours has been pretty unpleasant, um, and it's it's definitely felt like I've been hit by a truck a couple times. But um, feeling much better today, this evening, which is why uh, we're recording right now. So, are you, are you guys going to ask me about my COVID symptoms? I hate you. <sighs> you know, when in one week I am the one with the COVID. You- <laughs> I'm going to get no sympathy out of my podcast co-host. Uh, Greg, I, I did, uh, this is maybe too, too niche of a conversation, but I did share your story about getting a, sorry, you have COVID basket for people. Mm. Um, and, uh, I was told that's kind of like a jerk thing to do. And then, <laughs> and then when testing began happening in my household with folks, uh, yeah, I told my wife, don't you wish we had that basket right now? <laughs> Do you want to explain for anyone who might want to hear that story? So uh, I won't get into all the gory details, but essentially I hosted family Christmas on one side of the family uh, a couple a week ago at this point. And we asked everyone to take a rapid test when they arrived. We provided them. We furnished them. Um, I, at the time. Uh, was not listening to guidance from Plum about how they're garbage for asymptomatic people. Uh, but um, I thought that the worst thing that could happen is someone would drive to my house, they'd find out that they have COVID, and then they'd have to also drive home. So I prepared a sorry you have COVID uh, <laughs> gift to take home that included a gas card and some munchies, and I was going to throw like a book in there. Um, that's actually really we, sweet. That's uh, I I thought it was too. <laughs> yeah, that's unusually sweet for you. Yeah, it's it was a little uh, out of uh, character. Um, <laughs> it kind of makes me uncomfortable. We didn't need it, yeah. so uh, <laughs> it's fine. I kept that gas card. It's sitting on my counter. Uh, no one got that. Uh, I I have COVID. I'll take your gas card. Yeah, I'll send you the mail. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up, Mister Neurotic Pants. Uh, asks Plum if the NHL is NHL is taking a pause. Shouldn't all sports? Um, um I, I, yes, no. I don't know. I, I, you know, I think 
I think if everybody is getting vaccinated and boosted, I mean, anyone that isn't boosted or vaccinated should be on a forced pause to be sure. Um, I think we're, I think we're just, I think we should just get past the point of accommodating folks who don't want to be vaccinated. If you don't want to be vaccinated, then you can go live off the grid, I guess. And that's your right. Um, but you're, you know, I mean, I'm just saying this as someone who's vaccinated and boosted, who's done everything right, who's tried to do everything right. And I got the fucking thing, you know, it's exhausting. And, um, and this is not just me. This is everybody. I think everyone's exhausted mm-hmm. now. We're continuing to live through this. This does not get better until folks get over themselves and get the damn shot. So. Um, should they all be on a pause? No. I mean, I think folks who are vaccinated and boosted should be able to go and live their lives and everyone else should be able to hide in a hole, I guess, and they're, you know, choke to death on their liberty. I mean, I, you know, it years ends where mine begins and that's, um, kind of how I feel about that. And yeah, I, I, uh, I'll just also add, cause it, it was my, it was my kid who brought it home to me. So, uh, I don't know. I like, I just am, I'm, I'm over this nonsense. Um, and if it sounds like the NHL has a lot bigger problems than just, uh, I think there was some of this that was unique to them and them not taking it particularly seriously, uh, at the beginning. Well, there's a lot of problems in sports that are unique to the NHL. Uh, (laughs) Yes. The NHL is a very special place. (laughs) It's not a surprise to me to hear that they're not handling this well either. Um, Mr. Roddick Pants asks as follow up Jonesy, if God can make a cookie so perfect uh, that he couldn't make a better one. Uh, this is something for you to ponder as you're ill in a room by yourself. I'm going to sit on this one. Uh, Cause I have, uh, I've got some deep thoughts in this realm. Um, but you know, um, plum, actually you're the theologian here. Mm. Our man of the cloth, man of the cloth. Um, yeah, probably that, no, these tautologies are so silly, but yes, of course God can do anything. Of course God could do something that God then couldn't do better of. Yeah. Great. It'd be so there's scales of good for God then. God, not everything God does is perfect. perfect. Yeah. Well, I think it's easy to look at the human race as evidence that that is, uh, <laughs> definitely true. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week, Coach D gets hired by the GA as a temporary consultant. Quote, what happens here matters, end quote. Coach D also condemns the members of Spartan Nation MC for forcibly tattooing 3733 <laughs> on Harbaugh's ass. Catching up on the chartered team jet last minute, Coach D sneaks into cargo. <laughs> the idea of Coach D, like running or like jumping out of a car onto the landing gear of the plane uh-huh, uh-huh. that like raises up into the, you know, the cargo. Well, um, it's sort of a mission possible, but if it was done in khakis with a belt, <laughs> he's looking limber right now. I think he's good for it, man. Yeah. Do you think he's doing yoga in retirement? I think he's definitely doing yoga. Uh, <laughs> I think he's getting a full night's rest. I mean, Three three million dollar bonus and uh, retirement looks good on Coach D. That is for sure. Um, All right. Next up, uh, the Keith Ski, who may be a first time uh, Twitter questioner. Uh, Appreciate you, Keith. Uh, Guys, New Year's Eve worth the hype? No, pass. If you want to see Alabama shit stomp Michigan, I'm totally down for that. Oh yeah, I'm here for that. I'm ready to ring in the new year. Georgia, right? 
Yeah, it is Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, Alabama is currently playing themselves up as an underdog against Cincinnati. Where they they are the 13-point favorite. Yeah. But underdog somehow. Completely disrespected. Totally discounted. Don't take our thing, Alabama. Yeah. Get your own thing. <clears throat> well, did we learn it from Nick Saban? I mean, that's the question. No, this is this is this has been with us since the beginning. I, I is is not liking Luke Fickle like kind of, you know, just too obvious. I don't like him. Is am I unusual on that? No, no one likes him, no. right? I no. I mean, I had to while he was being quartered to be the MSU coach, I had to just be like, it would be a weird culture fit. Like, really? He seems like a weird dude. I didn't get why all the love. I mean, he there was a lot of things that, I, I mean, the footprint made sense, I guess. But, uh, yeah. It, he seemed like a safe bet, but at the same time, he seems like a weird dude. Yeah. And I was uh, I was mighty angry that it seemed like we were um, just interviewing Mel Tucker for optics um, back then. That's and it ends up being, I think we made the right hire. So, <laughs> Luke Fickle. Enjoy getting stomped by Alabama. We've all been there. Uh, next up, listener Mike Jones. Everyone, if you had to get a tattoo in reference to your love for a player on the basketball team, who would you get? And Plum Alex, would your Hauser tattoo be a tramp stamp? It would be. It would be a tramp stamp. I'm not ashamed to say that. And it would say Hoey Jowser. Uh, who would you get, uh, uh, Greg? Uh, why is it keon coleman yeah give me keon coleman (laughs) that way it's an invisible tattoo it's perfect for me what about you jonesy uh well i mean i figure if i'm gonna get a tattoo i can't have it be extremely dated right away so i gotta go freshman on this and I, i gotta get myself some uh just kidding i'm doing marcus bing i'm doing you know one of his crazy sideline dances that's what i'm doing and and then can you get another one of gabe just being like come on i'm the I'm the sideline antics guy. I, I'll get them right next to each other. There we go. One one on each leg is what I do. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Mike Jones adds in all of this, let the record show that Alex Plum was only booing the PA announcer last week at LCA. He also shamelessly plugged the pod to people sitting next to us and never boo Joey. I think the hate for Joey is a bit fake. It's nothing like the Mark Watts hate, which was genuine. Uh, is is listener Mike Jones... Following you around? What's going on? Let's for Mike Jones was with me in uh, at LCA. <clears throat> oh, yes, giving high fives, getting high fives. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And yes, right. to the three gentlemen that were seated opposite us, uh, who got a lot of uh, information about um, Joey Hauser and team, they also hate him. So good. Thank you, boys. Hope, <laughs> hope you're listening to this week's podcast. And apologies if I. Uh, Came out a little too strong about at Spartan underscore pod. I uh, uh, I should have sent you some merch. Yes, um, my bad. Yep. Uh, my favorite part of of Plum at LCA is that Tyson Walker has ten assists and ten points. Um, turns the ball over once, and Plum texts immediately after that turnover. Tyson Walker is so sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm allowed to have hot takes in real time at games. Okay. Even that, that is the hottest of takes because uh, he is, I think he's limited himself to less than two turnovers every game for a while now. Yeah. yeah. Max Christie also has a breakout game 
Plum's like, I missed one free throw. Get him out of there. Yeah, I just get I, him out. You know, I just can't. I can't suffer it. I can't suffer these rules lately. I'm going to have to sc- start screenshotting things. All right. Next up. Uh, A.K. Shardy, a.k.a. The Shardvertery, a.k.a. Shardadart. Anthony Garver up next. Has anyone tried the Peyton Thornburger at Hopcat? I experienced it over break and it was delightful. What specific local NIL deal would you like to see most for next season? Mm. Uh, I have not tried it. I've not been to the Hopcat since this uh, was announced, um, but it's definitely on the list. I think it's not going to be there much longer. Like, Oh, no, I got to get down there. Yeah, Limited gotta, time. Uh, just be be wary of uh, Omicron because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll be sure just to order the Peyton Thorn burger and not the side of Omicron. Um, in terms of specific uh, NIL deals locally, um, Sundance. Yeah, something. It's Sundance. Just like all the guys riding horses around at Sundance while I buy a crappy Jeep or something. I don't know. What do you guys got? I don't have anything. Um... <laughs> I have nothing. Uh, but Bryce Berenger needs some NIL. Maybe like, uh, is there a Warby Parker in the area that he? No, could... but there is a Lansing Capital Airport. We could get him out there on like a, on like a biplane, you know, with oh his God, with his goggles and his. <laughs> we could we could put him in a nice scarf in the wind. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. What do we got next? Uh, next up, uh, prop bet of the week from the AK Shardy. Uh, Pitt's leading wide receiver yards in the Peach Bowl, most likely Addison, and total rushing yards from MSU over under at 149.5. I'm taking the over. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. Over, over. Yep. Uh, and then three, uh, is it possible to pass COVID along by listening to a podcast? Correct. Whether the reason would I have gotten it, uh, then by listening to the infected dulcet tones of Jonesy and Plum. That's right. That's right. And to all you who are listening right now, our apologies. Our apologies. Yeah. You now have be our own wrong. super spreader event, yes. yeah. uh, right there on the New York times website next to Hopcat or, uh, next to, <laughs> uh, 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 Harper's. Next up, the Hyperdeck Jerk Guy. What's on the menu for the Peach Bowl? Are you doing anything, Greg? Are you cooking anything, doing anything special? Well, I learned, uh, what's that that drink that starts with the B for for peaches? Uh, Bellini. Bellinis. Uh, it's going to be a big Bellini Bowl. Bellini bowl. Uh, maybe have cool. some cobbler. Um, the drink that starts with a B. <laughs> Dude, I've never had one of these. I didn't know it existed before this. Uh, <laughs> so Bellinis it is. What about y'all? Uh what what are you going to get past underneath the door? What fits underneath the door, Jonesy? Well, I think Plum tells me that if I'm asymptomatic uh, by Wednesday, I can leave my room. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for at this point in time. Uh, but I, I don't think I'm doing anything special because I'm still no one's coming in the house at this point in time. So just a burger probably for me. I don't know. It's lame, but it's true. It's your life right now. It sucks. <laughs> Anything uh, plum. Also, uh, we have to say Garvert's our apologies to hear about your, your illness. I hope, I hope you're doing well. The out kiddo. There. Yeah. Keep us in the loop on that. My friend. Um, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Yes. Yes. Replenish up next from the upper deck jerk guy. Uh, 
<clears throat> Jonesy, will Keon see the basketball court at any time this year? Well, Greg, you had to clear your voice. I, I think it was probably to contain your excitement. My excitement see, over this, yeah. To see Keon on, on the court. Uh, uh I uh, I am super curious to see whether we see Keon at the basketball court at any time this year. Let's start with that. Uh, if if we see him there, then um, then I expect at some point we will see him out there. Does that make sense? No. Uh, like <laughs> I, I think it, if he joins the team at all, he'll get garbage time minutes. Sure. At some at some point in time, because yeah. I think this team is good enough that there's a couple Big Ten teams that we might beat up on. Yeah. But like, I don't no, I don't see him playing. Yep. So. Um, I'm moving on from this. Upper deck jerk guy. Question number three: Have either of you ever worn high heels for any significant amount of time? No. Yes, and it, it's it's painful. I did just long enough to show a woman it's not a big deal, and she should shut up. Oh my god. <laughs> And, you know, a little bit more after that. Huh. Great. Say more. Yeah, please do. I think that's all we have to say. Next up from John Hubbard. <laughs> Plum, which is better? MSU slash U of M game to rewatch 2013. Oh, which is the better U of M game to rewatch 2013? That's the negative 48 yards game, uh, better known as. Or 2021, the five Walker touchdowns game. It has to be and may always be, in fact, five Walker touchdowns. I think the recency of the five Walker touchdowns, like it hasn't yet entered into the pantheon for me in the way that the negative 48 yards game has. So if I had to pick one right now, that would be my choice, the negative 48 yards game. But I think in due time, the five Walker touchdowns game might take over. The probably five Walker takeover. The five Walker touchdowns game was probably a better game because mm-hmm. in 2013, I mean, the stat alone <laughs> indicates that we, uh, we 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 did well that game. Yeah, but this is a matchup where I love a blowout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. So, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm willing to revisit a blowout in this case. Yeah. Uh, next up from John Hubbard. What was the worst present the hosts open on Christmas? Mor- I'm not answering this on Christmas morning. Who gave it? And what did you say to pretend you liked it? Mm. Did I have to pretend I liked it to answer this question? I, I, I do like the idea of you being very candid with somebody. My mother gave me a vest and was like, here's vest. Try vest. <laughs> and I was like, no. This happened. And she was like, come on, what about vest? And I was like, we've talked about vest. You know, I have no interest in vest. And she was like, yeah, but vest. <laughs> so I have vest. Was it like a winter vest or like just a vest? It's it's like a ready to be worn someday by a middle-aged woman crappy knockoff vest. Like, is it and a puffy vest? It's a, it's a bit, it's got puffy elements to it. It's from okay. the Costco. Um, I'm told that it was $8 and it was worth, it was Every worth the penny. experiment. Yeah. For vest. For vest. Uh, it, it, would you say that uh, folks at your place of employment like the vest? Would it help you fit in culturally? I, we're more of a Patagonia zip up type of place i think oh. i think right okay. that's okay. the that's the tech bro 
like stereotype? You tell me. I think, I mean, come on, Mr. Hubspot pretending over there. Um, but uh, she, I mean, I was very, I want to make, set the record straight. I was very appreciative for a number of other vests. Another of us. <laughs> I got like a vest, and that was the worst one. Uh, another uh, other gifts, very appreciative, very thoughtful. But she she knew how I felt about vests, and then a vest shows up. So you get what you get, Karen. In these cases. Next up, Joe parents. Ashworth. Tim Salem, brother of Brad, is the interim offensive coordinator for Pitt in the Peach Bowl. Given this, what plays should Hazelton have the defense on high alert for, and how many short side jet sweeps will Pitt run? <laughs> uh, doing a a retread of a Salem feels like a very Narduzzi move. Um, I so. didn't hate Brad Salem. Oh, I might be in the minority on this. I didn't either. Uh, and UTSA had a pretty good year this year with him at the helm yeah. uh, of the offense. So. Uh, but Tim, however, feels like a disappointment, <laughs> feels like the lesser brother. Um, if your name is Tim, your name just sounds fake. So I'm sorry mm. to the Tims out there, but it's not like, there's like, you should like, reconsider your name. Yeah. It, like if we're going to make up a name, like Tim would be funny. Like, you know, if you told me there was a Chad Salem though. I would say I want to meet that man. Like from like from uh, from Seinfeld, you know, what's Cosmo Kramer's brother's name going to be? Tim, you know, Tim, Tim. All right. What is a sport or sport adjacent thing you wish you could get into, but just can't? You don't have to read this part. (laughs) Uh, So you guys can all read silently to yourself, uh, uh, buddy. Joe clarifies that uh, that, for example, his answers are F1 and pro wrestling Uh, would like to get into both, but can't spend more than five minutes watching without his eyes glazing over. Uh, Do you do either of you have anything? F1 is definitely something on the record here that benefits from uh, like highlights, like just watching an F1 race. It does get boring over the course of the of the event um soccer yeah soccer so is a good boring. answer so boring how dare you <laughs> but you're just in the, you never you never get to experience it as a spectator you know you're in the heat of it evaluating yeah, giving out to watch soccer cards. on tv yeah if, if i could issue cards during a soccer game um and i could issue cards for people being a bitch then i would mm. Mm. cut that <clears throat> not cutting it leaving it in plum anything on this no okay, okay. <laughs> all right next up from thomas zambazi zambizi Z- zambiasi zambiasi perfect uh well done the t-zam uh maybe first time questioner appreciate you uh oh yeah started listening relatively recently and enjoy the pod how'd you land on the series for your intro slash outro music band big fan of the choice is i'm an smb alum uh thomas the backstory first, on that? well first of all thank you for the compliment uh we appreciate you listening and uh we appreciate the question uh i think well i'm 
I don't remember how we landed on the series itself, uh, but I do remember asking uh, SMB uh, alums to give us permission to use it. Mm -hmm. I remember that was a thing. We chose it. We wanted something that was collegiate first, and then if it could be MSU-specific collegiate, even better. And then the series is a perfect example of that. Um, And then we thought, what are we least likely to get sued for? Uh, (laughs) And we figured it would be hard for members of the SMB or the SMB itself to come after us for this because we could just claim that we recorded it in public, (laughs) Um, which (laughs) we did. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, hey, we've played Nelly Furtado on the pod, so we're fine. We're good. We're good. Uh, next up from Thomas Zambiasi, uh, likelihood that the, def- the defense versus Pitt will try and do what it did to Miami, that is make the QB win pressure wide receiver one like they did with Rambo. Um, I'm, it, this is actually a, a really good callback because I forgot um, that Rambo was a great wide receiver that we had to we've played so many good wide receivers this how did he do over the course of the year like where did rambo end up in all of this is this the first name charleston charleston rambo uh i like this thomas stick around and also start doing our game previews for us that would be great um <laughs> remember at the beginning of the year when msu defenses were ruining quarterbacks um it seems like it was a different time and coach. We went from ruining quarterbacks to quarterbacks ruining us. Uh, he uh, finished with 79 receptions for 1,200 yards. Solid season. Seven TDs. And that, probably not what he thought was going to happen to begin the year, but solid season. But, you know, then he went to Miami and their team imploded. So mm-hmm. um, they finished the season seven and five overall. Yikes. Um, well, they yeah. had a coach that was fired just before he was extended. Uh, uh, <laughs> Such a weird situation. Next yeah. up from Mamapalief, uh, got a paragraph here. Uh, which one of these trick plays do you want to see win the bowl game this week for MSU? A, fake spite with the QB taking it for seven, taking it in for seven. So that's like the fake clock move uh, as popularized by many players, including... Uh, you know, uh, Matt Stafford, uh, hook and ladder, AKA laterals, um, which we've done in games. I, I seem to recall a Blair white hook and ladder play, uh, at yeah, one point sure. back in the day. Sure. Uh, or stick with the little giants tried and true. So that would be a fake field goal kick turned touchdown pass. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I'd prefer not to need any of these things in order to win the game. Um, but I suppose a, a fake field goal would be nice. You know, maybe a, getting a, a touchdown for a tight end would be nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pom, any preference here? Uh, I haven't seen Little Giants attempted in so long. Um, but I, I'm with Jones. It shouldn't be needed, but it'd be fun to see. I'm ordering off menu here and taking, you know, as we talked about before, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the old flea flicker over and over that's a first, is it even a trick play, play at game. this point that's a first play of the game move right? <laughs> yeah 
honestly, I don't know why they don't do the flea flicker until they stop it. Until it stops working. Because if you think about it, the game theory starts to kind of kick in at some point, and they're like, well, they can't keep running it, right? It can't be a flea flicker again. And then it gets into their head, and they stop. (laughs) I, I, I insist. Eight straight flea flickers... (laughs) <laughs> all right next up uh will mel tucker see his christmas wish of keeping all in possession keeping possession of all the rivalry trophies next season if not which one is dispensable uh dispensable sorry uh well he doesn't have them all uh unfortunately we didn't have a chance to play for the last one um uh, that is of course the megaphone trophy against notre dame but of those that we have which would you which which would you prefer to lose if it had to just be one? I mean, it's the, it's the spittoon. Yeah. No, it's not. Forks down. The old brass spittoon, I'm afraid. I would like it to be, and, and hear me out on this, I would like it to be the Land Grant Trophy. That's the most handsome trophy of them all. Because this is the year that we implement my pet rule that the winner, that the loser of that game has to take home the Land Grant Trophy. <laughs> All right, and those all right. are the circumstances that MSU loses the Land Grant Trophy. That's great. I I like that. I like that. Um, all right, who's next? Uh, more Mamma Belief. Uh, last last Mamma Belief. Last question. Which one of these festive drinks will match your mood come New Year's Eve? A. Boozy Grinch Punch, which is ginger ale, vodka, Kool Aid, lemon lime punch, and more. What's and more? The more. <laughs> more is kind of important here what a recipe (laughs) next is the nutty irishman bailey's hazelnut liqueur whipped cream and more (laughs) and more more. what if we found out that and more was just like a really specific type of liqueur that's amazing uh and last is the drunk jack frosties blue cacao cacao why do i always curacao thank you thank you yeah Lou Curacao, thank you. Prosecco, vodka, and lemonade, and more. <laughs> no, and more. No, and more. That one's a defined. That's defined. Uh, well, I have questions about what the other ingredients are. So I think I'm with the drunk Jack Frosties because you should always know what's in your drink. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the and more. So I'll take the boozy Grinch punch. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want anything with milk in it yeah the nutty irishman just makes me feel like diarrhea is on the way so i'm (laughs) probably with grooch on the boozy grinch punch and more and more all right this was the person that uh introduced me to the bellini in previous twitter questions and now they're off the menu mamapoli has moved on we're on the boozy grinch punch now good for her and more and more uh gentlemen the next time we chat it will be the new year yes. and uh we will be peach bowl champions peach yeah. is what i'm we'll be feeling uh peachy. yes uh and hopefully all sans covid so um for those of you out there uh enjoy bowl season please stay safe uh and uh and have a happy new year and gentlemen go green go white go white you guys and feel better please